Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. In today's episode, we have tasked the committee with the harrowing challenge of ranking director Christopher Nolan's filmography from best to worst. Along the way, you're going to get spoilers for the entire Christopher Nolan filmography, along with abstract or minor spoilers for Total Recall, Flight of the Navigator, American Psycho, American Hustle, Reign of Fire, The Machinist, Prometheus, Gravity, Juno, Shutter Island, Legendary Pictures 2014 reboot of Godzilla, Jurassic World, Up, Friday, Selma, The Muppet Christmas Carol, Children of Men, Buried, All is Lost, Phone Booth, Chappie, and Zangief from Street Fighter 2. We thought it would be fun to take a director that most people like at least a little bit, some sometimes a lot, to look at uh, a manageable filmography of theirs and then to argue about how to rank those movies from best to least best or best to worst, however you want to decode it. So for this first attempt at this kind of thing, we've chose a director who, for the most part, people have seen almost all, if not all, of his films and like them and have strong opinions about where to order them. And that gentleman's name is Christopher Nolan. So there are 10 movies that we're going to be talking about in this Rolodex of, of his. And uh, you, everyone here may or may not have seen all of his movies, but I, I venture a guess that we've seen most of them. So Patrick's here. I'm here. I think I've seen them all. Okay. So we're dealing with some, some expertise. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> Definitely <laughs> expertise. Mike is to my left, and he is trying to read the screen of all the movies right now. Yeah. I would say 80%, if not 90%, I've okay, seen. Okay, okay. We have Peter, who's only missed a couple, right? You've only not seen... No, just seen the obscure ones. Like okay. Insomnia. And yeah. What was the other and one? And Following. Yeah. The first one. Have, right. have you got... Patrick, you saw this? Oh, no, I, I don't. I haven't seen The Following. Does okay. that even count? Not really. I watched it out of obligation, and I wasn't better for it. Who, who um, someone's head just blew up somewhere because I've said that. So Abby's here. Yep. And she's seen a bunch of Christopher Nolan movies. And then Bethany's here. She probably is thinking to herself, what did he make? But you've seen Batman. a bunch. Batman. That's right. You've seen a bunch of them. And Interstellar. Inception. Yep. Inception. Okay. Okay. So, keep you up. know him. Without further ado, now that you know who's here, I'm just going to remind you guys the movies that we're dealing with. Because we're dealing with his uh, directorial work. Uh and we're going to skip the short film he made, apparently called Doodlebug, which I didn't know about until I opened IMDb. Oh, I've uh, heard of it. <laughs> check, check it out, Doodlebug, on your own time. That sounds cute. I call my So the first, the first oh. flick he ever made is a movie called Following, which the only reason I saw is because I saw it on Netflix build as Christopher Nolan's Following. Did we watch it? Uh, you were in the room. I don't know how close <laughs> attention you were paying. I barely remember, to be honest with you. It was years ago, yep. and I was, my attention was withdrawn. But it may or may not be an equation or anything. From then, you go into the movies most people know about, which is Memento. Great right? film. Right. Uh, Insomnia with Robin Williams and Al Pacino. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, then Heartfelt. Batman Begins, The Prestige, not to be confused with The Illusionist. Uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. Inception. The Dark Knight Rises and Interstellar. Okay. Yep. Okay. So, um, I just want to go ahead and start with Patrick here, who's to my immediate left, and say, uh, before you try to organize best to worst, do you have a clear choice for number one? 
do you like, oh, this is definitely the best Christopher Nolan movie, and then we can judge you for it? Yes, I do have a clear choice for number one. No. <laughs> I, yeah. We're dying I wonder to know. if it's the same. Uh, I think it'll be pretty even. No? No. Nope. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. Let's see it. The I, best one? My number one Christopher Nolan movie is also in my top don't, three. Hey, don't be doing, just to clarify, this is not just what you like the best. you got to do what you think is the best. No, oh. no, no. That's what I'm going to say. I, it's in my top three favorite movies, depending on the day of the week. What, what is my favorite? And it's The Dark Knight. And it's because I think that it is such a great movie in all regards. I and agree like, with that. It sets the standard of all great comic book movies. And then even dark action movies and uh, suspenseful movies like that. I think it's just the very best of them. I think it's a great movie all around. Okay. That's Does anyone immediately think like that's a dumb choice for the best Chris I would Bernard? never put that as I don't think best. it's a dumb <laughs> choice, but I wouldn't put it as the best either. I could have guessed this. I could have guessed <laughs> that's, this spread. That's I would say Interstellar or Inception is better than... Than The Dark Knight? Yeah. yeah. What are you, why are you looking at Inception? me like you agree with Interstellar for sure. Maybe Inception not Inception's no. good, but Maybe it's not like Inception. okay. Don't shame her. She no, no, is no, she this woman is liberated. Patrico, I told you not to call me that. <laughs> you Sorry. think? What about Mike? I think he has a thought. I think he agrees. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. With, with, Dark, a, Knight with a, Dark Knight or with us, with the girl? I'm an Interstellar kind of okay. guy. You think Interstellar okay. is his best movie? Is it because it was it, so long and better than The Dark Knight? I mean, obviously, if it's the best movie, it's better than The Dark Knight. But I want you to think about the decision that you're making. I also want you to think, there, are you going to say it's better than The Prestige? Because The Prestige is a great movie. Yeah, I would say Interstellar's back in the bottom bottom rungs. Yeah, I agree. Not that Interstellar <laughs> isn't good. It's a great movie. I yeah, think that All those movies are really good. You're being affected by just... Uh, what's I mean, the just because you've seen it recently, don't take like try to that's consider <laughs> how many memento. Times how long ago have you seen? You know, how long? Yeah. How, I mean, how many times did you watch Interstellar, Mike? Just I've seen the, it twice now. Just just twice. How many times have you seen like you know, The Dark Knight or whatever? Oh, you've probably seen that thing like six times. No, a mild handful. Mild Maybe three handful. <laughs> okay, okay. That, that's a mild <laughs> handful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that. I think it's fun to take this position, but uh, yeah, Interstellar hits the the points uh, that uh, The Dark Knight Rises doesn't. Name one. The family Heath dynamic. Ledger. We're talking about The Dark Knight, not The Dark Knight Rises. All right, The Dark Knight. Yeah. I think the it's too, it's Interstellar hits a family feel dynamic where you're like I can f- I feel what's going on because I understand fi- family dynamics. Yeah, but this what? guy Bruce in his Wayne suit is you know, he went crazy cuz his, you know, er- everything with his backstory and I can no longer relate to this man. He's a billionaire without but a family. What about Alfred is his family? Mm. His the Alfred kind dynamic of creepy is creepy in a way. <laughs> yeah. What about the Joker? No, what about I don't, I kind of I don't think it's easy rolling over no, in his grave right now. Creepy. He's angry at you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to defend Alfred. He's it's kind he, of it's kind of creepy. Uh, I'm not. What? I can't believe I'm I can say that. creepy without. Oh my goodness! I'm no, just saying. It's I a just little, uh, Alfred is the heart of the movie. What are you guys saying? He's saying his relationship with Alfred. I didn't is say it. Is not you're tainting him, man. No, he's like not. he has such a concern <laughs> no, for why. He's endearing. Yes, thank you. We all can hear their minds and not mine. I'm sure most people understand what I'm saying. I'm just no, saying it's a they bit don't. odd. Hey, Mike. listeners, y'all understand? Mike? Yeah, Michael. Okay. Remember this scene. Remember the scene. 
He's walking away. Heath Ledger walking away from the hospital, messing with the remote and like fiddling let's with it. Let's talk about this. Oh my scene. god! With let's talk, let's talk about this scene. Break that scene down. It's it's wonderful that they could use some real. Uh, demos and stuff because i had heard about these things i did not pick apart these articles on the internet go back and look at that scene it looks like a shoebox on fire now <laughs> no it does, it does. <laughs> i'm talking looks, about heath ledger's performance bad. dude is heath, like nuts and you could tell he's like he's actually thinking that there's a malfunction like it's oh my God. i i that agree is his, scene. his performance but the movie is not called joker you know? Well, pretty uh, much. Or Heath Ledger. It might as well have been, because that's the only reason it did well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Okay, she's throwing well, some know. shade. Well, I mean, is that really <laughs> s- read that on Twitter. wrong no, that it did? I mean, <laughs> he, he was the star of the movie. That makes sense. No, no. I think, I mean, <laughs> it's reasonable for the antagonist to share the marquee with the protagonist. Well, let's, necessary. I mean, even if I put The Dark Knight Rises. number two, are we talking about Rises or? No, which we, one we don't even know. the Joker. Heath okay. Ledger. <laughs> Which one is that again? That's The Dark Knight. There, thank you. Uh, the Dark Knight at number two, then that's still solid. So there's nothing. I, so know, I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, I think so too. Interstellar is position. You would get a medal. Dark Knight still. as number one, Josh. Yeah, for sure. Mike, let me ask you. I think this, that uh, I thought that that would be the one thing we all agreed on. Yeah. yeah. Just the well, obvious no, choice. I really, I knew this was going to happen. Me, us three. And then definitely the ladies, the girls would not be into it. I, I could have predicted. Abby it. went and saw I The Dark Knight really twice in really theaters, and she Dark almost Knight. never does that. It's okay. two and a half hours, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll watch it again." And I was like, "Dang, she it must love it." It is a good but movie. I will never pick a comic book movie as the best movie. Yeah, I probably wouldn't either. Why? Just yeah. based on that, why your hatred for comic books? No, I don't hate comic books, but <laughs> she's a read real a lot life of comic movie books. is just so much more better. A real life movie. It's like as outlandish. Interstellar. Interstellar is so much more far-fetched than Dark Knight. Completely of a black hole. No, it's not. No, no look up the physics. We're talking about look science at CERN. fiction and okay, fantasy. It's going to happen. <laughs> Y'all pay attention. So many liberties with that movie. Science fiction and fantasy. Now we all know. Let's talk about Interstellar for a second. Then let's let's move our sights onto it. No one's arguing. First of all, this is like Super Eight all over again. The Interstellar sucks. It doesn't suck. It was great. It was it was really good. I appreciate Number it. One. I think we liked all these movies a lot that we're going to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we just like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Interstellar was great. But, you wow. know, the the famous quote from the uh, Honest trailer is that Interstellar goes full-blown Shyamalan at the end. Yeah. And I think that that's pretty accurate. It I do, does, too. It pulls yeah. a full-blown totally. in, in, like... Yeah, it lets you open your mind. What does... I didn't feel like it opened my mind. mind. What are you, Quato? <laughs> you know how M. Night I, is I always, like... He's always doing something, It just like, gets weird, essentially. Yeah, at the end. Like, but they weren't actually no, living If you weren't willing to be into that at that point, you weren't enjoying the no. movie. No, no, no. no, no. Get out of the theater. No, here's... <laughs> the it's, like, it's like a step too far, I feel like. I That's feel like it was a little yeah. too... At the let end, me, I was like, why are you adding this? Let me... No. I'm, I thought I'm you said it was number one. No, no, I'm I, I I'm absolutely with Bethany. Mm. I'm, to clarify, I'm not talking about, like, the fourth dimension of the bookshelf as where it goes Shyamalan. Yeah. I'm talking about when it feels like the movie is satisfyingly yes. concluded, and then we go back to a colony, and then he right. meets the elderly daughter, and then he goes flying again, yep. and then Anne Hathaway is back. I'm like, why are we doing all this? Yeah, like, these I, I hate it. I felt we didn't need to wrap like it up that much. Long. Yeah, the, all these that are deleted scenes. Deleted, these, absolutely. Put these on the Blu-ray. I was like, we're ready to go home. Get us yes. out of here. No. I somewhat agree. I mean, Have him picked up after... After he gets launched back out of the yep. the bookcase or whatever, and then that's fine. The rest can be up to us. Yep. Oh, that's a good point. Because I was thinking that 
after that, then he does the bookshelf thing. But that happens before. So yeah. that, that is a good point. Yeah. Nothing, I, nothing that happens after that is ne- is necessary. It doesn't yeah. add or any or subtract anything from the story. It just makes the, the stuff story. before it seem weirder yes. because of what's happening. And it, then he he goes and meets his grandma daughter. They have like three <laughs> sentences, and he's like, "I'm good now." Yeah, he's yeah. like, "See you later." And wait, he, yeah, and that's the first time he's he seen her. Excuses himself from the room so yes. that she can be with he their family. He has been in the fourth dimension. Doesn't matter. He has experienced more than what he's seeing right then and there. He communicated weeping. through time. But this was With all gravity. a matter of like a couple weeks. But no, what are you talking yeah. about? Of course he's like, like oh three yeah, weeks that's ago my daughter. Was his little she's baby old. Daughter. That's no big deal right. To him. And he's and still emotionally he's like, oh, present. I'll dismiss the, myself. That she's no. seven years old. Like, are you implying that like when he was in the bookshelf dimension that he was like Charlie Sheen? If he was you like can seeing handle another that. Dimension? If you can still be in your right mind after that, he can handle anything. No. He's like, of course I'm going to go get no, in a ship. His experience wasn't, it wasn't an enlightening experience. He just was like putting pieces together. Yeah. And and let's be honest, I don't mean to, but you guys are forcing me to, to nitpick stuff in a sci-fi movie like this. But for all the scientific realism that they were at least reaching for, all that stuff about like he's writing codes in the dust and yeah. like moving the hand on a watch around to solve gravity. I'm like, were they just out of ideas? I mean, like this is really the conclusion of the movie. Don't let me leave, Murph. Murph. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, sure. part of it is you wanted them to address that. You wanted, you know, yeah. yeah. It's and like they don't finish it off well. Exactly. It's like you want them to address it, and you, you want there to be some good conclusion to they it. They were saying the whole time, we'll figure out a way no. that that makes right. sense, and they never got to it. And you know he didn't give two craps about his other kid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Buried out back. <laughs> is that what happened to one of them? I don't know. Someone died. Someone was buried out there. It was just a little yeah, too. Right. They just. It was like complexity at the end that was so unnecessary They're and took away from the movie, in my opinion. Mm, she's right. But who hasn't had some out out of this world experience living here on Earth? That's a reality, but then you can't explain it. Okay, like orbs and whatnot. Okay, <laughs> so so yeah. I hate to I hate I hate to bring up real life orbs, but okay, y'all have all seen orbs, are you, and you can't explain it. You're, you're telling the you're, you're asking okay. where so do you see these orbs? We'll talk about it later. Yeah, they you're show up on video. Had these experiences, or you're asking? I'm us, saying you're saying we haven't, and so we wouldn't sure. know we've how all, to react. We've all seen orbs. Okay, <laughs> you can't explain it, but you it was can't there. Deny it. The movie tries to explain. The coding, the messages. Okay. I think all of that aside, just the space part is so mind-blowing and, like, the emotional yeah. attachment to, like, how much time has passed and they're running out of time. Yeah, and yeah that, that I it agree. It produced that a lot of anxiety good. in me. Yeah, the, I mean, I was very The part where he comes, moment. they come back after, what's his name, gets killed in the water. And, yeah, uh, that guy didn't last whatever long at his all. Name was. We knew he was anything, out of here. Yeah. I was like, immediately what's your killed. Name? But then when they're like <laughs> so excited, it's like, how much time was it? And he was like, was it 23 years? Oh, it was yeah. terrible. That was like the most crushing moment I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. I was like, so oh, right. Thanks, When he Patrick. immediately starts talking to his no. daughter. And, oh, I, man, that was I brutal. agree with all yeah. this. That was the, the that was emotional so weight of that was tremendous. But then that is not the climax and conclusion of the movie. It's like him talking to an old lady, having a beer with Tars. And then getting back and stealing a ship from NASA to get off of a moon colony or whatever he's on. I'm just like, yeah. wait, why? Why are we doing all this? Why are we? Because he has to adventure. That. Exactly. You forgot about all that. Yeah. Oh, the like, other part was so good. I they were trying, that. but they were trying to wring more emotion out of. He's sitting there having a beer with Tars and be like, Tars, and we used to be somebody out <laughs> here, and now always is in the crops. And then you're like, wait, what? We're 
We're still it's, on an emotional he's, it's, journey. He's talking to the audience about adventure and how you're supposed to get oh up my gosh. and do well, it. And, and by the way, he did abandon his children to go do adventure. So I no. felt like to I save like he his was children. A, he was abandoning him twice, though. To he didn't have to leave them. the second time. Look, look, he could we, know his people. We live in the That's here true. and now where we can just go to down the street and go to work. Back people. in the day, people used to have to leave for seasons at a time to take care I of their families. I understand that, but he okay, came back and he didn't have to go out again. And he... He he left he again. He was in a bookshelf. He had to leave. <laughs> he excused himself the again. Farm, the farm was not, not going to be enough for him. Not when he woke up. It's, no, it's really, one of those when things he like, excused himself again. You're talking about at the end. At the end, when he leaves to go oh, on that his wasn't his adventure. people anymore, man. That he was so It still was his daughter. <laughs> that like was so two weeks she ago. Was dead. That scene. I'm going to be honest. As much as I like that movie, that scene was straight up stupid. It's like they're finally reconnecting after his like her whole life was crushed by the absence of her father. She, it took her her whole lifetime to understand what he did. He experienced all that in a singular moment. Yeah. They finally get reunited, and she's like, it's okay, I got it. And he's like, well, if you're good, I'm good. I'll get it out of the way. It gave me no satisfaction. How, how I have been buried under the weight of the emotional thing for two hours. And then I get to the point, and he's like, okay, good, you're good. They I'm barely good. No, when she, I'm like, when she saw the writing... She connected. That was there. She was like, wow, this is what now, you've been up to they, this whole time. Then after Hug all that, dad. they were in the physical presence of one another. Yeah. They didn't even so much like, you know, fall on one another I weeping. Know, but they but had it. That's what I was waiting for. You 60 years. That, that is still his is daughter. Kid. It's like if she you, was, how old was she? She was like five or something? She was older than him. Seven. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, she was she like was seven. seven. Uh, they've got a, I mean. If she was seven and then she's eighty, you might be like, "Oh yeah, it was my dad." You know, like she probably another well, one. Well, not her, but him one. even. He was still yeah, young. I mean, he's probably looking at her, going like, "I don't care if you're se- you're a billion." Now I'm sort of siding with Mike because he's seen some stuff at that point. Exactly. So it's like well, a lot of weird he, stuffs happening. Well, Warps out he there. He saw his stuff in like two months or right. whatever it was. She's right, but in a way, he has to uh, realize that she's dead. That's essentially what happened when he saw her the first time and started bawling. And that scene was like emotional. It's like. In a way, she's just died. Like the girl he knew as a you know young daughter is now not there. And so when he does see her again, when she's eighty, it's like this it's is like not he's the same gotten person. Gotten her back from the dead, and nah. he has a no. Moment. As an eighty-year-old aged woman with like a family and kids, you you'd react the same. Right, well, listen, like that, listen. You know? As much as I'd love to oh, keep sorry. doing this, this is not the Interstellar <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it's weird that I'm defending it. <laughs> I, wa- <laughs> I don't know what, when that happened. Hey, I just wanted to push the buttons. Did he fun. win Best Actor for that, or what did he win Best Actor for? No, uh, the, that was for the the Chevy commercial. Dallas Buyers. Dallas Buyers. Dallas Buyers. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. good, too. Uh, I, I wanted to be Tyler once while he's not here and say, the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, so this is about somebody who gets separated from their family, loses a lifetime because he's doing interstellar travel with a, like, a robot that's like almost sentient, but not completely, and you know, going around collecting data about how to save the world. Isn't this just Flight of the Navigator? <laughs> I <laughs> uh, love Flight of the Navigator. Nice. <laughs> Glad Tyler's here with us. <laughs> and uh, and this is for a future podcast, but really, I think Flight of the Navigator is just a better version of Interstellar, oh honestly. Get I could get here. on board. Next I could movie. get on board. Okay, fine. So Let's watch it again. Um, let me just do this then, because I can, I can, I think, look at this list right now and very easily lay out how I think I would order them, and I, that can help us formulate the rest of our lists and argue this one out okay, okay. so it. i would do it like this here baby <laughs> number one the dark knight we already figured that out i would have to go uh number two um would be and i'm gonna cheat a little bit get ready is a tie 
between Batman Begins and The Dark Knight Rises. It's very oh difficult depending on the day. Number three is very easily The Prestige. After that, I would put uh, Memento at number four. After that, it would easily be um, Interstellar at number five. Then uh, after that, you'd throw um, Insomnia and then Inception and then, you know, freaking following would be at the, the dead last. Yeah, the problem that. with that is Inception is way too low. That yeah, needs to I be agree. a lot higher. No, yeah, Inception not. was crazy, but I liked it. Well, okay, well, let me clarify. This is like ordering the Pixar movies. Even the ones that you've got at the bottom, you really, really like. Sure, but Inception is better than Insomnia. I don't Memento. Well, it's not better than Memento. No, it's not better than Memento. But... It's yeah, it's than insomnia. No, it's better well, than should Interstellar. Be higher. It's Wait, better than Interstellar. You, which two did you pair together as? So Batman Begins and Dark Knight. So all which the, the Batman movies you think are better than the rest of his movies? I think I would I think so. Yeah, those are really you are really out good of your movies. Mind. I think that the I third one, the third one, what, what was it called? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. Part of that, I I don't think it was as good as some other movies. I like the first two a lot. It, that last one, it was not it as was, good as the Dark Knight for sure, but. Part of me liked that it wasn't the same, and that it, I, part of me even liked that it wasn't as good because it was almost yeah. like an unachievable or this unattainable goal to do better than you know what we had in Heath Ledger's performance and all that. And I liked the tone of it. I just like right. I, it took me like four viewings to process how I felt about the movie. I really loved Tom Hardy as the villain. Yeah, no, he was an excellent villain, and it had it had plot holes in it for sure. Plot holes just as big, if not bigger, than the ones in Interstellar, and they've right. been widely discussed all over the internet. Like, how does this man get out of the cave, and then the next day he's back in Gotham City? That's how long true. did it take him to paint that <laughs> uh, bat logo and gasoline on the top of the bridge? Wouldn't that have been more time than we saw? You know, I'm I'm more thinking just, I mean, and this would probably help your case. You're talking about how it's kind of worse, and it was just like the degradation of Batman himself, and he's like knees are broken his back's broken and i was just like man i can't like be on board with this dude he's like aging he's dying it was like hard it's like that's what kind of took away sort of from i know it. but it was like he had to get back in the ring for one last fight he it's like rocky balboa you know he had to get in there for one last fight yeah but to me it's depressing for some reason like you know he's like even when he that, gets back that's to it the point of it though you're like well this is it after this he's not gonna make it 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 put Sad. him up against bane and made bane so powerful that it's like the classic trope in sci-fi and fantasy where you, you get the protagonist who's like a kind of someone who's down on their luck. They don't have things going for them and you want them and they, they come up against seemingly unsurmountable odds and you're rooting for them to get better. And the beautiful thing about Dark Knight Rises is that doesn't happen until the conclusion of the movie when he's finally strong enough to overpower Bane because he's reached inside himself and, and discovered what it is that he needs to get out of that metaphorical cave that becomes a literal right. yeah. cave in the movie. The only problem I had with the Dark Knight Rises, the big one, is that they didn't mention the Joker. And I know the dude died. Well, but they could have said something. Stuff. They didn't say a single thing? <laughs> Not a thing. They kept saying everything was around Harvey Dent. But if you know the story, the real thing behind Harvey Dent was the Joker, but they never said anything about the Joker That's out of respect point. to... I'm sure they the had budget. so many complicated conversations about I'm it. I'm sure they did, but just something. wanted to see something. Here's something. You, you had more trouble with that than something. understanding what Bane was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Bane I was great. I thought I that was great. Try to decipher what he was saying. It My wife made was like, I can't understand I anything he is saying. Like, That's what's great about it. <laughs> <laughs> was he Russian? What was the thing he kept saying? I want to say it. 
He's was he right? <laughs> I think he was. No, he, he had the big fur jacket. Just because uh, he's handsome he was, and ripped, you know? He was emulating. And g- a genius doesn't make him rush. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too and, you know, But either. are we forgetting about Batman Begins? Batman Begins holds up like some mov- like movies don't usually hold up. You can put in Batman Begins anytime and like get yeah. sucked into it. Uh, I loved Batman Origin Begins. Story. I yeah. think Batman Begins I might be better than the other two. I do too. It's certainly the best origin yeah. movie oh, that we have of great. any iconic hero. It's why one of my dad's faves. I just too. keep the scene where he's like learning how to fight. He's just so big. He's huge. You mean he's like too it's like big to be Batman? Big, well, I feel like no, that's uh, not too the big. funny thing about it like that. is that he met with uh, Christopher Nolan when he was talking about getting the part, and Christopher Nolan stressed that he wanted Batman to actually be ripped because you know previously he'd been played by like Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer right. and people that weren't swole at all and uh he's like i want my batman to actually be like intimidating physically so christopher nolan who's this insane method actor that takes christian his bale. body i'm sorry christian bale takes his body through like radical shifts he did uh patrick bateman in american psycho who is just like incredibly well proportioned and no. like but yeah zero percent body fat and he did the machinist where he was you know uh on the brink of death but he did Reign of Fire, and in there, he's actually pretty bulky. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> he has a shirt off. He did that one with He's fighting with Matthew. Jennifer Lawrence, and he was totally chubs. Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, in uh, American Hustle. American Hustle. Yeah, yeah so totally he always heavy, actually yeah. takes his body through these things. So he came back for the pre-production for Batman Begins after doing something else, and he was, like, too big. Christopher Nolan said that it was, like, he looked like a bear. He looked like the Incredible Hulk. And we were saying, whoa, whoa, no, 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 no. Because he, he still needs to look tall. <laughs> yeah, like exactly. That's part it's of like he looked like bulky, like uh, Zangief from Street yeah. Fighter. <laughs> so they were like, you've got to right. like tone it, tone it way down. And when they're doing that training sequence was some of the first stuff that they shot, you can still see him, especially oh, when he's huge. like up on the little podiums. He's just like, oh, my gosh. He's like so... Uh, so much mass. Bumpy. Yeah. Yeah. But he yeah. is Bumpy. a million squillionaire. So it's not like that odd that he'd be so fit in like the storyline. No, my not mind. at all. I'm like, he would have a personal trainer or whatever. So it doesn't feel yeah. that weird to me. I love it. That training sequence uh, is so enthralling. And Liam Neeson, whoever has a problem with Liam Neeson, oh, he's such a him. fantastic presence yeah. in that. He's like Hugh Jackman. Yes. Everyone loves him. He is That's like true. Hugh Jackman. He's Aslan. Yeah. How can you argue with that? You can't. So why do you guys think Inset? You think Inset? Well, tell me this. Certainly, the Prestige is better than Interstellar or Inception. Yes. Well, you don't even think that it, Prestige is better so. than Interstellar? Don't just smile at me. <laughs> 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 oh, it's just a fun thing to argue. <laughs> Uh, Prestige. I haven't seen that in a while, but it was when I remember when we saw it a bunch like on tour and stuff so i've probably seen that like close to six or eight times it's real good Mm, better than interstellar huh oh well interstellar i would have to see more um, things to say it again but i think the interstellar wins always because of its um epicness i was gonna say you're you're being confused with how epic it is and not really considering it the movie as a whole it's like they just throw like millions of dollars at you and you're like, this movie's amazing. I don't even no. mean visually. I mean like <laughs> my mind's blown by all these you things. You didn't feel that way in the prestige? So the prestige is so complex and it has so many like, uh, you know, dovetailing story arcs that involve so many different things that it's almost what 
Peter was pretending Prometheus was to try to <laughs> fool himself, where there's a lot of ambiguity and a lot of an- unanswered questions that are just barely getting wrapped up, and then they all come together in such a satisfying way at the ending. And I remember one of the great reviews of the movie when it came out was like, you'll want to watch it again immediately after it ends because of the way it gets reframed immediately at the right. conclusion of the movie. And that was so true. I remember being like, oh my gosh, I've got to... Now that I know what was going on, I need to watch it again. And it doesn't have plot holes in it. It doesn't have the problems that a movie like Interstellar or even like Inception kind of does. We're like, wait a minute, what was going on there? This wraps everything up so well. I I totally see y'all's perspective. I think the perspective that is different, and I kind of feel like Abby and I at least are in this position, is a movie needs to move me in a particular manner. that's what makes it have the weight of being better than another rather than like I could watch it a bunch even though it's a really good movie. Yeah, you, you felt you moved want emotionally em- by Interstellar like deeply or something? That's what you're saying? <laughs> I I uh, It wasn't just what it looked was, like. Yeah, it was really I can take in movies very I I let go. When it's I like sit you, in the it's seat, like you, Bethany. Yeah, I absorb. I'm with and you. so Interstellar to me did those things and opened my mind a bit. So you saw Quato come out of the screen and be like, "Open your mind." And you weren't and bothered by the ending. It didn't disrupt your because it. I felt that all the way up until they extended the extended version. Yeah. I was like, "All right, that just it because, tainted it for me." Because, I don't know why. I feel like that whole part was meant to inspire people to be like, "We can push for more. We can push for greater things." There are some people out there that are meant to just keep going. Whatever the cost. I think the he way you're describing down. it is very generous, and I, wi- I want to feel the way that yeah. you feel Because that's about just it. how I, I feel like, man. It, I go outside <laughs> and I just say, <laughs> I can't <going>. stop. <laughs> <laughs> I felt, I f- it felt, I didn't get any of that. I just felt sloppy yes. when I thought, I was like, this is a sloppy like ending. So if you, somebody's I, I girlfriend thought it'd be a good idea to keep I this I bet going. if someone yeah. asked him, he would, that's where he would be coming from. Because I felt it. If that, yeah. I mean, if that's the case, that's that's great i think that you know who am i he's obviously knows what he's doing more than i do it seems to me like he could have achieved that with even just a slight 30 second montage after what felt like the conclusion of the movie without us having to spend another 20 minutes yeah especially in that you know the ultimate unsatisfying reunion in movie history of him meeting his daughter and be like well see you grams i'll get out of your way <laughs> please listeners remember the point i made that he had experienced so much that, that moment was not even that don't let me leave <laughs> he's still a human person though. i don't know he's I, he's out of his he was I, meant for bigger things i feel like inception is one of those like what were they pumping into the theater uh almost like inside out uh, which we talked about in another episode where I walked out being like, man, that was really good. I really enjoyed it. And other people were like vibrating with how exciting they, they were. And, you know, like, oh, my God, I got to see it again. This is freaking incredible. <laughs> it's because both left me like haunted almost. Maybe not so much inside out. Dang. But Interstellar, I was like dreaming about it. It's all I could yeah. think about. I wow. wanted to like read more about space. Like it was like I was haunted, but I was disturbed. Like, did, I, like did I say Interstellar or Inception? I meant that as a segue into Inception. Yeah, you said mm-hmm. Inception. Uh, I was thinking about Inception. But we're gonna oh. keep going. But then she went back to Interstellar. Maybe Interstellar. they just she, have had very did. little exposure to <laughs> space in general. It doesn't matter what maybe we say. Abby just hears Interstellar. Abby also has a fear of space. She said when we left, "I'm scared of space." 
I think the exact quote was, I'm so afraid of space. What if all of a sudden we're just out there? It could yes. happen. Yeah, she I'm should just you. hang out with all it all the time. Totally because those How are in her the world. Like, could it you totally wouldn't happen. go. All of a sudden, what if we're just like, yeah. No, that's kind of a good point. In reality, <laughs> there's no, no point to that. Yeah. No, there is kind of, I mean, right. we are just in space. We're encapsulated by like a teeny bit of atmosphere and relative to the yes. diameter of the Earth. So if that atmosphere just went away, we'd be all of a sudden in space. No, you need the atmosphere to go away. Then you need the gravity me. to completely disappear. Okay. No, you. No, it you could wouldn't. happen. No, without the what atmosphere, do you mean? We'd without be in the space. atmosphere, it would be the exact same thing as being like on the moon or something. Yeah. There's like a level. You're talking of about gravity. in space, like floating around in space. You, you, the atmosphere well, no, you, disappears. You, you, now, Abby's talking about like existing in a vacuum of space, like he yeah. was after right. he got out of the bookshelf. Oh well, the black. Yeah, that would be a little harder. You're right. And some sort of anti-gravity thing would have to happen for us to like get away from anyway, the Earth. Anyway, it's freaky. It's a possibility. Yeah, I mean, like okay, I wouldn't go to the moon. If we're talking about like, hey, free trip, look at what I'd be like, doing. Okay, no it has nothing to do with anti-gravity. Everyone just points hey, at CERN. Holes, they're doing yeah. weird stuff over there. You can't trust them. Let me make everybody <laughs> mad that's trust listening them. to us right now. I think I might have enjoyed gravity more than I did Interstellar. Yeah, of course. Gravity is a lot better. I like George Clooney though. Oh, I like Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't but know. I don't and know. Matt Damon, who was Both a secret surprise. Really Matt Damon, can we just talk about this? What? Oh, it was what a stud. That gave me, that's, he gave me anxiety. He's looking kind of schlubby. Isolated. Yeah, he was, yeah. In he was, oh, he was, he was schlubby. In that movie. I and I, I liked that element of the surprise there. Very swat in that movie. But... Did, did you were you were surprised by that? I knew I'm like this guy's gonna try to kill. Oh like, yeah, I, immediately I thought that was too. like no. I, he's I, think, I think we were meant to know, but there's like a there's still Very a Alfred. you don't know exactly how whatever's <laughs> going to happen. You just know right. something's wrong, and it's not going to end the way they want it to end. But the I liked I liked the double cross part. It was exciting, or uh -huh. you know, it ten, lots of tension. But you know, Christopher Nolan gets picked on a lot. I think more than other directors because he's such a good director, so people like to pick on. You know right. what I mean when yeah, you're on the course. top. Uh, but a lot of things that people pick on him is because he always has this really on the nose dialogue about character motivation. So the right. characters will just say out loud what they're feeling rather than just letting us deduce on our own accord. And that was one of the best examples. Is like Matt Damon walking away from this guy, you know, who's <laughs> suffering. He's like. Uh, I can't watch you. I thought I could, but I can't. <laughs> As he's walking away, he's like, we see that. We, we see that. We don't I thought that was great. I thought he was just a weirdo. And it's yeah, like I mean, this he's been isolated like for a million years for or a year or whatever. I can't imagine. That's my worst nightmare. Everyone's talking oh. through the whole movie about what a genius Matt Damon's character is. Uh, Dr. Mann or whatever his name was. Which, which oh, is yeah. just he's the best of all of us. Not an oh-so-subtle metaphor there that his name is Dr. Mann. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then... Uh, He's like the best. He's the smartest. He's been existing on this planet. And he doesn't know how to operate the freaking airlock or whatever that is. On that, he blows himself up in a second with uh, Matt McConaughey well, being like, "Because he might no. not have been the pilot." Yeah, you know, no, that's, they probably that's had a bad critique because pilots. that looked like a sophisticated maneuver. They even stressed that early on that it was like they were all super stressed out trying to get it to engage without him on it. And then later, that same scene, him trying to do it. So I yeah, think that Matthew McConaughey's character was the pilot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, I know, but so, but Matt Damon's character would not be at least intuitive enough to be like, I shouldn't mess with this thing. He wouldn't at least know that that was complicated and that he wasn't qualified to do it, or is he just he's crazy? Dire straits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. dire straits. You do. All right, I, I can accept that. Great, I'll take that. that. That's hey, helpful. Just climbing up the list. That's <laughs> helpful. It's the best. Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you were making good arguments. I'm like, let me ask you this though, you impressed. guys that are Interstellar fans, you didn't get that same or a similar emotional uh, 
feeling from Inception. I did. I did. The dude I did. and his wife and all that oh. stuff. Yeah. I love that yeah, movie too. It's it was there. That's epic. That's like, it's like we're talking about number Haunting. one and number two. Yeah, oh, I'm there. Okay, okay. Wow. I'm there. That's from the bottom. At, okay. Space yeah. make space like Jack's interstellar up because space is so magnificent. It was like really beautiful. Now you have to admit that Inception definitely epitomizes the Christopher Nolan tendency to have a character just explain the plot. Like Joseph no, Gordon Levitt's character is there to explain the plot of the movie to you. Like every time there's a scene yeah. where Imagine someone's going, How does this work? He's going uh, he might as well look into the camera <laughs> and say, here but are the zany rules we made up for this movie. Imagine how confused we would be without him. That's true. Like, it was already like just this I called a guided tour. of a movie. <laughs> you don't want to just walk to the museum and I be like, these question. are pretty pictures. Who all was in that? Joseph Gordon was The Lee cast of The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't was in Paige, it. was her name in that one too? Ellen Page. Ellen Ellen but Page DiCaprio was in it? Yeah, yeah he was the main yeah. guy. And the 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 lady that plays Talia Al Ghul in Dark Knight Rises, Marion, what's her name? Yeah, she's in. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a good movie. I just was I was thinking like every time (laughs) Ellen Page is in something, I hate to be this person that's (laughs) down on a movie just because who's in it. But honestly, it lifts me. She's your Zoe Deschanel. She's so good. She lifts me right out of the movie because I can't wash my brain enough to forget Juno. Yeah. Yeah. And I oh loathe gosh. Juno with such a passion that it just epitomizes everything no, wrong with Juno the world. Is so good. I just expect good. her to walk on screen in a sophisticated movie like Inception and be like, holy heck balls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, <laughs> hamburger phone, dude. Anyway. What about? <laughs> She's I real. I being a surfer, but. <laughs> <laughs> I need to brush up on my own <laughs> impression. Dude. She's always. She's you don't like her like you don't like Zoe. It's oh, the same. You have the Zoe same disdain, either. I think, for both. Yeah. I think I'm um, mixing up Shutter Island and Inception. I do that too. I honestly thought that Shutter Island was done by Christopher Nolan. Shutter Island is a Scorsese. I know it's joke. Scorsese. And I it looked was, it up. Kind of it was really better than it was Inception. <laughs> it was like Inception, but better. I, I agree. Mean, yeah. I don't know if it, it was better, but I thought it was really good. You don't think it was better than Inception? I would. Like, try to remember the plot of Inception. It's hard. It's like... Yeah, I can't he's remember He's like, they're it. going That's into the, dreams, trying, trying to, to recruit... St- it's not... It's like... It's, it's, it's they're w- trying to get information. Is that what they're they trying were to do? Yeah, and then at the they're end, like you're not even sure if any of it's real. Right. Or, yeah. or something. There's a yeah. top, and there's a spinning. And, the, and, and it's only top. been like a yeah, year or two. When did it come out? Why? That, that gentleman from Godzilla and Inception, You, I, I hate to be this you know, like dumb white American guy, but it's really hard to understand what he's saying in Inception. Oh, <laughs> impossible. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and it's like when, by the time he was in Godzilla, they were saying, you need to be a lot more clear. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember you didn't think he was very clear in that one either. There are moments when you're like, I need, I need that rewound. Because <laughs> there's a scene where he's on a plane or a helicopter with Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. and he's explaining yeah, like know, know. the important stuff of the movie, and you're like, I hope that they show <laughs> me that later because I didn't get any. Wait, of that. you're talking about the guy who they're doing the job for? The yeah, yeah, the guy yeah. at the beginning of the film, he's like, you know, the old in man Japan. in the yeah in, J- in the Japan dream or whatever. Okay, but you can't be saying that he's harder to understand than the guy from Jurassic World, the owner, the CEO. Stuff was like, the guy with the really, Indian I'm accent? like, why, why is this guy nah. in it? I can't understand him. Like, <laughs> no, he I didn't seem him. like he was good at acting either. I loved him. He oh, was really? such a dynamic <laughs> character. Uh. Spin or expense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was great. <laughs> he yeah. died dramatically. Anyway, what about... <laughs> 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 Here's the thing anyway. with Inception. You're saying uh, you don't even remember what it was about or whatever. I felt like it was the same thing with Interstellar. It's this 
far out sci-fi. Yeah. I definitely plot. remember the story of Interstellar very clearly. It was more recent. Yeah, but they just go on this bizarre thing that you don't really understand how it's happening or yes. really what they're doing, but you're just really impressed by how they're doing it. Yes. And there's like an emotional thing pulling you through it. That's how I. F- that is exactly right. You see, That's the right. thing is, the thing about Interstellar that doesn't ma- necessarily uh, make it bad but that edges up some of the movies on it is because he chose to very deliberately do the slow slow um development which i appreciate i think that most movies are are too wienery and scared to do a slow burn um so interstellar spends a great deal of the first act uh dragging stuff out there's a lot of like space footage and Mm -hmm. uh it's not like oh man it's flying at you 100 miles an hour whereas whereas something like the dark knight is so fast paced even in the dialogue and how complex things are being strung along and Christopher Nolan is the type of director where he doesn't necessarily feel the need to feed the audience other than the the on the nose dialogue <laughs> about character motivation uh, to where you know like you can watch The Dark Knight ten times and slowly be like oh that guy said that in that conversation which is what was pointing back you know what I mean it's just it's really um, complex mm-hmm. and Interstellar was way roomier which I appreciated, but I felt like up against a movie like The Dark Knight or even The Prestige, which is way more complicated, way more dense, and uh, way more energetic in its pacing, uh, it has a, a watchability that you can go back to it over and over again. I just don't think that your people are going to be want to watch and people are going to want to watch Interstellar over and over and over again like the way that you could watch. No, Batman definitely not. That. No. But we're talking two completely different scales. You know? Are we? So I think we are. Half of the room is saying they want a movie that can pop in and be like, oh, wow, Like I didn't pick that up the tenth, you know, the first ten times I watched it, now I'm watching it again. Interstellar uh, is haunting. You know, Inception is haunting. It's but you don't think that the Dark Knight is haunting? There's haunting performances. Okay, that's fair. You know, there's yeah. a difference. What I, what I think is yeah. heavy about Interstellar besides... That it's kind of long, uh, but that the uh, well, you don't want to watch it over and over again because it's so emotionally heavy. You yeah. have to be Agreed. in the mood for that kind of thing. Agreed. Where I the Dark Knight or the Prestige, in. you can kind of pop it in for the emotional thing or for just the fun but of it. We're selling the Dark Knight sh- short here. I don't. I don't want to act like the Dark Knight is a popcorn movie. It's, it's like it's, it's definitely it's not. So no. All his movies are. None of them are light fairs. Yeah, they're really, not like you know, mindless right, entertainment. Exactly. But, but comparatively, it feels like Interstellar is banking on the emotional is it is but i feel like are we are we giving it too much i mean it's almost like the whole up syndrome the pixar's up where everyone goes on and on about how fantastic up is and how like they cried it up but they're always only talking about that montage at the beginning of the movie no one cares about the the gist of the movie which is in south america chasing around a bird with dogs so was the trailer wasn't the didn't the trailer just show you that uh or did it not the montage yeah the montage no, I don't oh, okay think so um and that montage is great but that's what everyone focuses on when we talk about interstellar it seems like everyone talks a ton about that crushing moment where he watches the footage of his daughter and he you know it comes on the screen and jessica chastain or bryce dallas <laughs> jessica chastain is there and you and that's it like that's you feel true. exactly what he feels in that moment that is the emotional gravity of that film the rest of it is not all that emotionally expensive i i feel like whereas the dark knight has so many complex layers as you're exploring the psyche of someone who's like truly insane in the in the most 
complicated and terrifying sense of the word that Alfred sums up so beautifully in that line that's like some people can't be reasoned with and he just mm. he wants to watch the world burn and even in that the what's supposed to be the conclusion and the payoff of the movie when when Batman and the, has the Joker hanging by his foot and he's completely unrepentant unremorseful and he's laughing and he's talking about like uh, he has this beautiful speech where he says that people will you know they won't come to a place like I've come until their spirit has been broken completely and you're like holy crap that's somehow he's gotten there and he's like in this place of insane freedom from society he's like the true anarchist and he when he thinks that he's falling to his death he's just cackling you know what I mean? That's the yeah. stuff that you leave a theater being like, what the heck? Like, because yeah. people, we have human beings yep. like that and it's haunting. It's like the Dark Knight is the silence of the lambs of uh, comic book movies and, and Batman is Clarice Starling and, and Heath Ledger is uh, Hannibal Lecter. Whereas Interstellar is cool. They go in space. There's one emotionally crushing moment. The rest of it's just kind of wacky. That's yeah, a very good the, point. The, I agree. I'm going to keep leaning back on the whole the challenge to the audience being like it's an inspirational piece about we can reach further than what we're doing right now life is more than our iphones life is more than yada <laughs> yada you know look to space we don't have to you know give up on the things that we're giving up on we're not reduced just to this toil here let's so are, look further are you drawing a lot of that out of the speech that he gives on the porch in the colony where he says we used to look to the stars and we used to dream well, they they set well, that up. They set, they set that up super <laughs> early, where you're you're now on Earth as it is, where nothing is growing, and even when you find out that yeah, corn's going to be gone soon, and you know okra. those things. Yeah, last so, season for okra. You know, so the idea to me is that it's a it could be a call for all kinds of people to challenge themselves and push into something. When I think about all of the Batman movies, I think this is a world that I'm going into and I see facets of our world in it, extreme versions of them. And I realize there are real players in this that are in society now and it's scary, but it's in the end. It's what it's a, uh, it's not a positive ins inspiration. I don't know if that, know? I mean like it's, it's, it's a not think, meant to be that. I'm just it's saying a think piece, you know, I think that the one of the reasons that people were so obsessed with, the Joker and wanted to dress up as him and wanted to do impressions of him, all that isn't just because he was a cool character. I think that part of his, you know, his anarchism and his evil, the, how sinister he was, um, appeals to most ordinary human people because they think to themselves, what if, what would it be like to be completely free of all my civilized thinking and everything that's socially normative and everything, every rule and every moral that I hold myself to, even if it's not, it has nothing to do with wanting that for your oneself, but you put yourself in that headspace and you think, what is, what is that like to be? Because as you're following this character in the way that he's so beautifully rendered by Heath Ledger, um, it's not just that he's like in extremely intelligent and he's orchestrated this design that's like always one step ahead of not just the people in the movie but the audience as well but that he almost seems as if he's doesn't care about what he's doing it's like if it when the plan is eventually gets thwarted he doesn't care when he mm -hmm. gets all that money from the mob he sets it on fire and people are like man that guy is in a sense he's he's 
free in one sense and part of the audience is looking at that and going like whoa what is that like what you know what i mean and they're also putting themselves in batman's mentality being like he's so conflicted about the moral compromises that he's being forced to make to get this guy that is constantly waving in his face like i'm free to do the stuff that you're not free to do because he batman can't even kill him which is what the Joker almost is daring him to do constantly throughout the movie. So there's so much conversation about good and evil and what's permissible and what what lines we're willing to cross on either side of that spectrum. Now that's the stuff that haunts you. That's the stuff that makes you think about humanity and your existence, I, not like, man, I wonder if I could fly a plane. <laughs> no, no, no. See, it's funny when the voice comes out, but the truth of it is... <laughs> the all truth right, of all it right is, get him, Mike. Give us the interstellar speech. I'm completely with you on all those things, but I see those things every day. I look at, the, I read the news, I look at things that are terrible, and I, I do enjoy it and sit in the theater and be like, yeah, that sucks. People are crazy. And I go outside and be like, yeah, that sucks. People are crazy. But the thing about Interstellar for me <laughs> is uh, is that I came outside and being like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I need to push further. I need to whatever. You know, and I, like, oh, there's, I need to fly. Really. <laughs> last season <laughs> but, you of know, The reality the of it is I that, need to eat some okra before it's gone. <laughs> and oh, fried okra is so good. Anyway, the, the things that I enjoy about movies, and I'm a sucker for them, is that um, no, I don't want to uh, walk out of every movie and contemplate every decision I've ever made. But if I'm inspired to push further, that's good. I think that that's what his role was. In no, it, I, I appreciate know. that. I would never want to take that from no, you. No, of course. My, but, I don't. Know. I don't know that the only thing about the Dark Knight though is that you walk out and go, "Man, the world sucks." I think that the conclusion uh, of the Dark Knight is that yeah, this guy had to make some compromises. But the the movie is summarized in what happens on those two boats, and that both of those people, even faced with their own mortality, were unwilling to blow up the boat, and the Joker was wrong. He was proven wrong that there is an innate goodness in humanity, that even in a situation like that with convicts and with innocent people, neither one were willing. And you have that moment on the boat where uh, freaking Debo from Friday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he goes <laughs> and he, Debo. he goes and he grabs the remote as if like he's going to be the one to push the button. You know what I mean? And everyone's gonna let him because they don't want to do it themselves. And he throws it out the freaking window as if like mm. no one's making this decision. And that's like this like yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's like the did you did moment. you get slightly scared that it might short? because <laughs> I kind of did and, and it would blow up the other I just one. think no, you're giving you one have seen this movie way too many times but you're making you're like making it like Selma or something like it's some like I don't know you're thinking I'm making it like into a prestige I, picture I, I yeah, think Mike like, is doing similar thing. I mean they're yeah, not really so. drawing that like me. trying to get that from you you know it's kind of a reaction and why you particularly like the movie and similarly with Josh and I'm like a not watch movies over and over. I'm like a one time shot if it's good. I really don't like watching movies more than once and I agree with Josh. I think it was great. I think all those yeah, things. Yeah, but do you, the when you sat down to, to watch it, you really were like, 
oh man this is like good versus I, evil I, I didn't have josh's like speech written out right like, well, <laughs> it's, it's all we have to to get each other <laughs> what do you think what do you think bethany what do you think but about the whole dark knight thing yeah i mean i lean i had i had some of those feelings when i saw dark knight actually where i was thinking like wow what would it take in the human psyche to get to that place and it's it's making me think about these human existential-ish kind of questions and I I thought it was really 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 emotionally thought-provoking I don't know if that's like even the right way to say that but I would land in Dark Knight for the moving feeling I would I mean I feel like for me at least Hmm. and it felt like fluid and it felt like it got me to a place where when I was leaving the haunting feeling for sure of, of asking those questions and I felt haunted by Interstellar but I also felt annoyed so that was the problem. Because at the end, I just felt that piece just like really didn't yeah. do much for me. And it didn't, I felt like it wasn't, it was driven by this cheap emotional whatever we were doing. I think if we interpreted the ending, which I love your interpretation, honestly, yeah, I think your I interpretation of the ending is fantastic. I didn't get there myself, and I think yours is better than mine. Yeah. I wish that I could experience it the way that you're, exp- it's almost like, a, Quato, David Lin- a David Lynch thing for me where you watch a David Lynch movie and someone tells you what it's supposed to mean and you're like, that's cool. I didn't get there sure. on my own. Um, and I think that I'd, the most of the people that I've talked to, they don't talk about the ending of Interstellar. They talk about that one right. scene. You yeah, know I think I mean? you made a good point about how uh, the Dark Knight is consistent about that theme. Like, you know, Joker's kind of crazy, but he's like free in the same way and there's this conflict between him and the Batman and you know it goes all the way throughout the end and there are a point like several points that sort of hit on that and then the two boats in the water and then yeah when you think about Interstellar it's that one scene and and I'm (laughs) I love Interstellar (laughs) and that is the scene that every time that I think about that was so sad and Matthew McConaughey does such a good job and it's it's that's funny because that's not the scene I think about what do you think about just it in general I think I think about <laughs> that moment when the when the robot turns into like a wheel. Oh, that was so cool and <laughs> yeah, terrifying that's looking true. too. Oh, oh the, the water. Wall of the water? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Gosh. I've I've lost this, but let me one more time. We haven't I, lost my. I I honestly feel if I were to actually ask Christopher about which part of the movie needed to have the most weight or what the, the true impact was, I feel like the ending was the movie. Not the rest of the movie. Yeah, I, I mean that. Like it was a softball pitch. I've it never was a softball that. pitch to people being like, "Come on, hit it out of the park." You know what I mean? We can do better. Mm, that's a nice way you to know? say that. But that I, is, I that's didn't good. feel that. I mean, either. because because but it I literally spoken out that way. I yeah. mean, you know, he's speaking in terms of like he's letting you know, hey, nudge, nudge. Yeah, let's, let's go it, for more. To me, it played like a sloppy ending that was almost like they showed it to a test audience, and the test audience was like. What happened after that? Right. So they were like, oh, we better make up something and which, stick it on to the end. Which we would have all asked, like, what happened? And a lot of times they leave it out and that's okay. But when they do try to, like, answer the question, they better do we, it right. Yeah, we found yeah, out we, did, just, we didn't want the answer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they're f- <laughs> One more time, then, sorry. This I'm coming back for this. <laughs> he, he ends up, I mean, they find him. Now he's on this uh space station while they're, you know, waiting to find out where they're going to land. Civilization moves on. The true test of pushing forward is when you get to that place where you think, I could settle here. 
but no, and you keep pushing, pushing with my daughter you know and son somewhere she is yeah, no yeah, longer I mean, you're, his to you're, have you're He's doing a great job you know, making it sound awesome pushing. I, just, I feel like you're doing better than the movie did <laughs> we need to watch it again you need to be a script <laughs> consultant <laughs> hey, come on. there's this cool interview I, I read with Christopher Nolan where they asked where did you come up with the idea why did you want to do this and he was saying that he was reading how all these people were saying that the original moon landing was fake and he was getting mad about it and then talking about how we need to get back out there and explore the stars. Yeah, that, that oh, well, why haven't movie. we been there again? That's all I'm saying. That movie, or because that, that the element the administration of changed. Okay, right. good point. <laughs> so it's just funny because it's real far away. Moon landing and all that. All that jazz. But I'm into space. Just Guys, look at the feet in the pictures. The prestige, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. The Prestige has Where's David Bowie as Tesla <laughs> and Andy Serkis so as his personal assistant. They are, all your, top hats? they are all your hats, Mr. Angio. Yeah, yeah. 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 kid, man. Again. Just go look Tesla's at what Tesla awesome. was about, man. That's a Tesla's hey, a what's your favorite Michael Caine performance? Because uh, he's in almost let's all. Let's be these real. Things. We all love Michael Caine, and he's Michael Caine in all of his. Yeah. He's like Brad Pitt. <laughs> he plays himself in he's everything. He's like Muppets too. Yeah, he's yeah. a Muppet Christmas Carol. That's so. Uh, Children of the Men. What about Momento? I thought that was a great performance. What about Momento, guys? Nothing about Momento. Movie was awesome. Oh, it was great. That's the first one I All saw. The first Christopher yeah. Nolan movie I yeah. saw. Memento I know, I is a mind bender of a like. It's one of those that every time anyone sees it, they're immediately impressed that a movie like that exists. Right. And I would yeah, like to like see it again because so I remember that being my reaction. The, c- the complexity of the narrative. Yeah, format. it's unconventional. Like you do not like. Well, it goes backwards, right? Well, yeah. It's just Starts all, at the end. It's all out of whack. Right. And the uh, you know the. The way that he found a way to represent the loss of short-term memory via the narrative, you know, the way he unspools the narrative. Guy Pierce's performance, Guy Pierce is great. Yeah, and in this movie, he job. didn't have to wear a fake rubber mask <laughs> like he wore in uh, Prometheus. That's a plus. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just the, the style of it. It was almost like a pulp, you know, like a noir, like yeah. crime thriller. But it But it wasn't. It was like... He's just chasing after some nameless antagonist with he's got all these tattoos and you're getting these little morsels. Yeah, I think yeah. Memento is like that was his promise picture. He made that movie and everyone's like, wow, this guy's going to do great things because right. he was capable. Yeah, I thought Memento was like a better version than Pulp Fiction because that was the first one like that where it's all mixed up in the Memento. Did that come out second? Pulp Fiction's mixed up? I thought it was a chronological. Does it show you the end or something at first i don't remember it's that they're kind of just going about their day and they no, pulp, i thought i mean one of the appeals of pulp fiction yeah, is it's like disjointedness the, yeah it was like one of the first ones to mix up all the elements so you it's not out just oh, maybe i just fixed it in my head and <laughs> because <laughs> i think <laughs> Memento was like deliberately it, it's not spe- it's specifically like counter uh chronological it starts at the very end right and then goes Listen, did Christopher Nolan make Pulp Fiction? Or did he <laughs> I was just saying, Pulp? I thought Memento was better. Yeah, Memento. I guess my huge thing is novelty. I love a movie that just does something you that no one else has done, and it's huge. When you could do that, that's a big deal. I think that. Oh, I, I'm I'm right there with you. We talk, we bring these up all the time. But one of yeah. the reasons that a movie like Buried or All Is Lost. Uh, not just for the sake of being a good movie stands out is because you go like, how the heck did someone yeah. execute this idea effectively? Right. Or phone booth, if you, yeah. if you like, since <laughs> that's the one you always do. No, now up. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So uh, we all agree that Interstellar belongs lower than the Batman movies, Prestige, Memento, Oops. 
Um, and then, yeah, and then Interstellar's in there. <laughs> but Inception is... He doesn't think that. <laughs> you don't think that, Mike? I thought <laughs> that we convinced you. He said it was number two for him. Interstellar's next to last for me. Wow. I have not seen Insomnia. Is that what's last for you? Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's great. It's just Let's just give up, guys. I haven't seen <laughs> all those just stay other here ones. On Earth. So I can't <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's okay, because like Earth isn't going anywhere. I guess I'm it's not going to okay look forever. up at the stars and dream. <laughs> Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale together in one I'll movie just think with about Michael Caine. What a treat. I need treat? to watch that movie again. That's true. Especially since you're saying that it's great when you rewatch it. And all of those. And Hugh Jackman's, Hugh Jackman's in the bottles. Hugh Jackman's performance in The Prestige. He what? plays such <laughs> like a a broken, pained character after what happens to his wife. He spends the rest of the movie obsessed with not just um, his bitterness and quest for revenge against the, you know, the other magician, but part of that is compelled by the uh, guilt that he's assigned the other magician for what went wrong in the death of his wife. And Hugh Jackman just plays that with such commitment. And, and it's great seeing Hugh Jackman play a bad guy. Well, he's not. He's like a. He's like a complicated. Right, but he's like. He they a, go back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Good. He wavers between good, good like and bad. And dynamic. Did she die during a skit? A trick, magic yeah. trick. Yeah, she gets trapped in the water. But that's oh, yeah, not that's Scarlett right. Johansson, right? No, Scarlett We're Johansson is the other woman. We're spoiling it for Bethany. She hasn't woman. seen it, right? I haven't seen it. Oh, Bethany, it's you'll love so it. So good. You'll love it. Oh yeah, and you love Hugh Jackman. Knight. It was good. Oh, I love Hugh Jackman. And I just want to make the rest of our audience mad because I'm sure everyone loves Inception to end and say uh, that I really appreciate what someone brought up earlier where they say like everyone liked Inception but to look back at it now you can't even really remember what happened. Yeah. (laughs) Certainly not with clarity. Except for me. No. I remember somebody I remember (laughs) after seeing that movie coming up to someone and I was like yeah the movie was great right because at the end you're like you don't really know if all of it was real, if it was dream. The guy's like, "What are you talking about? It was real." <laughs> it's like then you know, it's like it didn't pick up sort of on the, you know, he comes out of the um, airplane and everyone's looking at him, which is an indication he's in a dream, and then he like never sees his kids turn around and then the his totem. Yeah, keeps so you spinning. don't even, you know, potentially this entire movie was a dream. Then you just like leave. You're like, all right, well, I don't really know. You know, it keeps kind of <laughs> yeah, leaves you. Home. That's how Interstellar should have ended. He. <laughs> Apparently, yes. he is uh, annoyed by that conversation. Christopher Nolan thinks that when we argue about whether or not he was in a dream and the, the, the fact that the totem kept spinning is neither here nor there, he thinks that the point is that he no longer needs it. He's willing to leave it behind. Yeah. And Let that's fine and all, but man, why does Christopher yeah. Nolan give us good special features? He never gives us... Uh, Deleted scenes. He doesn't, he doesn't like people to see behind the curtain. That's I want to see it. Thing. But that's sad if he like leaves it behind because potentially he's stuck in a dream. Like yep. dream people don't age. You can't Life read in a dream. You ever tried to read in a dream? He's can't resigned to his fate either way. He's resigned to can't his fate. You can't eat good food in a dream. You always wake up before you eat good food. Wow, your dreams are weird. Life is but a dream. <laughs> Thanks for listening to You Hate Movies. You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes or the RSS feed at youhatemovies.com where you can also sound off in the comments section and let us know what you think about Christopher Nolan's filmography. Did this episode make you scream at your phone? Please let us know on Twitter and Instagram at YouHateMovies and at Facebook.com slash YouHateMovies.